How are you guys doing this morning? How many people love Jesus? Right? Um, yeah, Pastor Brennan unfortunately was unable to join me, but um, Shiloh went with me, went to Amsterdam. Uh, we were gathered among many global leaders um, because we all feel across the nations that we are in a unique era of time. The next decade um, for global evangelism basically is at hand. And many of the major organizations around the world, like if you think of Alpha, you think of Compassion, you think of um, the Lucerne movement, you know, Every Home for Christ, all these different organizations globally in the spirit-empowered community are saying, we need to see the gospel of Jesus Christ go to all people groups, every tribe, every nation. It is a injustice that there would be people on the earth that have never had an opportunity to give their life to Jesus or have never heard the good news of the gospel. So we were there um, for about a week um, in meetings and worshiping the Lord, strategizing, sitting around collaborative tables um, and really asking the Lord, how in the next decade can we come together, groups that would not normally come together, how can we come together and, and look at close nations, look at nations that the gospel cannot be preached openly in the street square. How can we, in a digital era, um, touch generations uh, with the gospel? How can we focus our attention on um, what is coming in the next 10 to 20 years, when you look at the global south uh, and the youth culture, how can we go after young people? When you look at sub-Saharan Africa, I think they said by 2055, 80% um, of sub-Saharan Africa will be believers because of the rapid growth of Christians in sub-Saharan Africa. And then when you look at global south, um, the majority of the global south, we look in Latin America, in Asia, and sub-Saharan Africa, are under the age of 30. So we are looking at young nations and we're saying, God, how can we evangelize all people, every tribe, every nation? So we had an awesome time um, in Amsterdam. It was intense. It was strategic. There was such collaboration um, and it was great. And Shiloh came with me, which was amazing. She got to um, participate with you know, some of the major evangelists globally right now, Daniel Kalenda, Ben Fitzgerald, Andy Bird, all these guys with YWAM, with all these Awaken Europe, um, we were there and they were basically, it was a catalytic moment where they were saying, we need to launch evangelists all over the world. Um, and one of the most impacting moments for me was a 12-year-old street preacher boy from, I think he was from U. Ubekstan, one of the Stan countries, or Af uh, maybe the Ukraine, I can't remember, who um, we were in a collaborative room, English-speaking collaborative room with over a thousand plus people, and they were going through the tables, and everybody hears this little voice, and we're like, where is it coming from? This little boy stands on the on basically on his chair, and he's like, I am a preacher of the gospel of Jesus Christ. He's like, the gospel needs to go for the generation. I mean, everybody's head whipped over and was like, where is this courage, boldness, and fire, as the Bible talks about in the book of Acts, that you shall receive power, dunamis, um, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, to be a witness, and this kid got up in front of thousands and was like, I'm going after my nation for Jesus Christ. And I was so, I was so undone um, because I know in the Western context, in our freedoms and liberties, we can be so much attached to comfort rather than the call of God to go. 
And God is summoning us in this hour with a fresh anointing to go. Um, so we had a great time there, and then Shallow and I decided we need a little bit of a croissant and a hot drink, so we hopped over to Paris and spent a few days there uh, just relaxing and having a good time. Um, but I just want to say, like, we, are, we really are in a strategic time, and um, the Bible says, he who has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. And the Spirit of God is saying, every tribe, every nation that there would be a witness of the gospel. So when you look across the room, everybody look in this room. In this room, we have every tribe and every nation, not every, but a lot of tribes and a lot of nations. And we, God is, is, is sending us in this hour. Anyway, so the trip was amazing. Other reason why I'm up here, let me get to that. Um, in about a month's time in August, everybody say August, in the middle of the summer. Say it with me, in the middle, well, not the middle, the end of the summer, we, um, we have the honor and privilege of having Emma Stark back with us in Toronto. So we are so blessed. We are so blessed. Turn to somebody and say, you are blessed. Because she could be anywhere in the world. Um, but her and I have been talking about something actually that she's doing right now that her and I were talking about about a, a year ago, which was on the topic of deliverance. And how many people know that we live in a very demonized culture? Um, how many people know that God has gifted us with the gifts of the Spirit to see those that come to know God free and set free? But we can't do that if we ourselves are not free and set free. And um, Emma and I have been talking about doing some training uh, for us as believers so we can become better practitioners on administering deliverance, receiving and administrating deliverance. So in a month's time, we had to kind of scramble, get this together because she was going to be in the States with Tommy and doing some stuff. We have her here. We have the privilege of doing on August the 3rd, which is a Thursday, Friday the 4th, and Saturday the 5th, up until I think 5 o'clock, we are going to be doing a conference on deliverance, a training on deliverance. Now, this is not just practical, oh, here are my points, we're going to learn. You're actually going to go through deliverance as well. People are like, I don't know if I want to go. It is going to be awesome. It's going to be amazing. So I want to just put that in your ear. We have opened it up to the body of Christ. We already have people from different places in Canada coming in for it. But I want to make sure that our church family is, is aware of it and that you are able to sign up for it before we have too many people coming. So you can sign up online. Um, it is, I think the early bird rate is about 115 um, for all of that. And, um, and that's before July the 15th. I'm looking at my husband. I don't even know. Um, I'm a little bit jet lagged, so I'm just, I'm just still trying to figure it out. But um, you can go online. You can sign up for that. Um, if, you, if finances is an issue, just hit us up with an email. But we do want to take this opportunity to be trained and to grow in the area of deliverance. So I wanted to leave you with that. That's August 3rd to the 5th. Um, and it's going to be absolutely amazing. I also want to just, uh, before I turn the mic over to my husband, who's bringing the word of God, I just want to highlight a couple that are visiting with us um, all the way from the States. They uh, are youth pastors in a church in Yakima, Washington, D.C. Um, oh, not Washington, D.C., sorry, Washington State. My bad, jet lag. Um, 
And uh, Joanna, particularly, I have journeyed with you for, and her parents, a long time, probably about nine years. Her parents pastor a church uh, in Bangalore, India. So whenever I went to India, it was with her family. Um, she just recently married an American and made the, made the hop over. Oh, we're clapping for the American. Oh, the marriage. We're clapping for the marriage. Let's clap for the marriage, yes. I was like, let's clap for the Indian, but let's clap for the marriage. Um, but they, if you guys don't mind standing so they can, our church can see who you are, this lovely, amazing couple. Um, and I just want to plug School of the Spirit. She did School of the Spirit virtually from India. She did our, did I, do I lie? You did it. All the levels from India. Even did our labs and ministered to people in Canada over Zoom from India. And I just say that because, you know, some people, I don't know if I have time or whatever. There are people in the nations that want to grow and learn so they can be a blessing in the nations. So this is our wonderful friends and couple here. Anyways, I am going to turn the word of God over, not the word of God, the mic over to deliver the word of God, jet lag, to my wonderful husband. Let's give Pastor Brendan a hand as he comes this morning. So... I'm trying to figure out how many days she gets to use jet lag as an excuse. Everything is jet lag, jet lag. I'm just playing. I'm joking, but I laugh. I guess you can, right? You flew him back from around the world. It's just how many days can you keep saying it's jet lag? So, uh, but yeah, we're, uh, we're excited about these guys. So anyways, you know, I don't have as long of a message today. I have definitely a strong encouragement for us. I do want to make sure to, first of all, just remind you next Sunday is a very important Sunday because we're going to be doing a Sunday to honor Pastor Jair and Norma as they step into this new season. So there's going to be an opportunity to sow into them some other things that are going to be happening, uh, opportunity to write, we're kind of creating a book for them, and, and some other things where you can write cards and we'll put it in there. So next Sunday is going to be a very important Sunday. I uh, encourage you to be there if you can't make it, because I know sometimes people already have things planned. Let us know if you'd still like to participate in some way in honoring them. We want to just bless them like just incredibly as they step in this season. The second thing, if the team can throw this QR code up on the screen for me for a second. One of the themes in the month of July is we're wanting to do an, a real update of our database. We've got a lot of stuff in our database, a lot of people's names, but we don't have correct information for everybody. We don't have a lot of different, we wanna make sure we get that really tight and really cleaned up through July. So if you didn't mind, if you're part of the church family, snap a shot of that. It's gonna take you to a quick form that you can fill out. We're also going to be emailing this out on our email list all month. Every time we send you an email, we'll have the link there. If you don't like QR codes or email links, contact us at the office. We can just send you something that you can fill out yourself. And this is just going to help us. We want to really uh, serve the church family well. And so part of that is knowing who's here and knowing what, you know, kind of some, make sure we have your information, make sure we have families connected properly. I mean, for kids, check in. It's just all these things. So we're focusing on this this month. If you can do that, it would be great. Uh, parents, please notice we do need a form filled out for every member of your family. So if you can fill out for each child, obviously they may not have a cell phone number and an email, but fill out what you can. And this is just going to help us. So thank you to everyone who has already. And at the end of the month, we're going to have a draw with a great prize for anyone who filled out a form. And uh, you have an opportunity to qualify for a great prize. I know some of you will just do it because it's the right thing to do. But I also know some of you, as soon as you hear a prize is involved, you're like, I'm in. Get me the codes. So... 
We'll take it. Whatever, whatever works, we will take it, and we will do that. So thank you so much for that. If you have any questions, let us know. And again, as you guys know, we, we treat your information very, you know, it's private. It's, it's secure. We're not putting it out there or selling it off to anybody. It's just for us to be able to properly serve the church family in doing that. So thank you for that. So uh, let me just pray quick, and then I just uh, uh, encourage me first. Really today, I'm, I'm more than anything, I just want to read some scripture over you guys. We'll talk about it. But Father, in Jesus' name, thank you just for all that's happened today. Thank you for a great time of praise and worship. Thank you for what was shifting in the atmosphere. Thank you for even that time of ministry of refreshing and the, the word of the Lord that came forward even through song. And Lord, now as we get into your word for a few moments, I pray that we are going to be challenged and encouraged and built up today, that you're speaking to each one of us. And so we love you, Lord, and we thank you for this. Never agreed with me said. Amen. So I was asking the Lord which direction to go for today. We're starting kind of our summer series or summer focus. We're just calling it the summer mixtape series because we're going to have a whole bunch of different things on different Sundays. It's going to be a, it's going to be a fun summer. There's a lot that, that we're sharing, a lot of things that are going on. Um, but I was asking the Lord where to start today and, and what to share about. And I felt like the Lord said to me, go back to the beginning. Someone tell your neighbor, go back to the beginning. And when I felt like God said, go back to the beginning, he was taking me back to the start of the year because you guys will know, well, some of you won't because you've joined us over the last several months. But one of the things we do at the start of the year, we started this tradition of asking the Lord for a word for the year. And so, so we're technically not going back to the full beginning because I was on sabbatical for January. But if remember, we came back the start of February. I want to actually go back to what I shared with you the first Sunday of February because I was sharing the word of the Lord for the year. How many know what the word of the Lord for 2023 is? Come on, everybody say faith. Someone, someone tell your neighbor faith. If you didn't know, faith was the word of the Lord that God gave us for this year. Let's look at Luke 18, 1 to 8. I, I actually just literally, I, I want to start here, and then I'm going to jump to something else. I want to go through what we talked about right off the top of this year. Luke 18, 1 to 8 says this. And he told them a parable to the effect that they had always to pray and not lose heart. It's interesting, that just this whole element of praying and not losing heart. It's just real key. And what God's saying to us right now, he said, In a certain city there was a judge who neither feared God nor respected man. And there was a widow in that city that kept coming to him saying, Give me justice against my adversary. For a while he refused, but afterward he said to myself, Though I neither fear God nor respect man, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will give her justice so that she will not beat me down by her continual coming. She was very persistent. And the Lord said, Hear what the unrighteous judge says. And will not God give justice to his elect who cry to him day and night? Will he delay long over them? I tell you, he will give justice to them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? Everybody say, will he find faith? And so we use this as a starting point from the year because we talked about the importance in this season and understand that we are living in very critical days. You know, if you look around with discernment, and I was even joking and saying, you don't really have to have that much discernment to look around and realize we're living in some very serious times. We're living very critical days. There's, there's a lot of shift. There's a lot of change that's happening. I mean, we're just reflecting. I think Pastor Sharon and I, and here is Isaiah and Joanne, I think we were all chatting at some point over the weekend, talking about even now how quickly culture is shifting and changing. And they're literally saying now, every couple months, there's massive shifts in culture. Or was it every three? Every four months, that was coming out of the conference. There's micro shifts every year. There's little shifts in culture. It's just moving so quickly and so fast. 
and, and there's, there's so many advancements, but there's, there's darkness that is, you know, kind of growing in different areas and spiritual darkness. And, and there's so these things that are, so we live in very critical days. And it's interesting because it talks about when the Son of Man comes. And I think it's always important to remind ourselves that the Bible is very clear that we need to live with an awareness of the return of Jesus. And this speaks to many things because it speaks to the lordship of Jesus because he's coming again as a king. He's coming again. He's the king of kings and the lord of lords. It, it, it prioritizes him in our lives, but also speaks to us of the eternal reality that we are called to live with. It's not just about the here and now. And I don't know about you, but it's so easy for me to get caught up in the here and now, to get overwhelmed by the here and now. You know, again, I just love what Matthew was sharing during worship, the focus, to get folks here now and, and to not lose sight that the Son of Man is coming. And he's bringing a kingdom, and it's an eternal kingdom. But what also stands out to me in this is that he says, when he comes, will he find faith? Now, I'm sure there's many things that are important to Jesus that he's going to be looking for. The fruit of the Spirit's important. You know, our, our obedience, all these things are important. But it's interesting that he emphasizes faith. And he says, when he comes, he is looking for faith. Somebody say it again, will he find faith? And so we really felt the sense from the Lord that 2023 is a year for us to grow in our faith, to stand in faith, to walk by faith, to live by faith, and to keep the faith. That, that faith is, God's calling us as people of faith. And this is what we started the year with. God is calling us people of faith. It's not optional. You know, sometimes we look at these things, go, well, if I get around to it, you know, if, if I really feel inspired, if I really feel spiritual. No, this is an absolute necessity for every one of us that we are growing as people of faith. That we're learning to walk by faith. We're learning to live by faith, keep the faith, stand in faith, all these different elements of faith. And so God's calling us. And so here as we hit... So if you didn't realize it, we are now at the middle point of 2023. We've passed the halfway mark. This is the first Sunday of the second half of 2023. And I asked the Lord, Lord, what do I talk about? He said, go right back to the word for the year. Talk about faith. Go by rack to the year. Remind us. Because here's what I think has happened for a lot of us. Over the first six months of this year, we've been talking about it. But you know what? Often when God calls us into seasons of growing in faith, there's challenges, there's battles. And I think, well, if I've said anything through the first six months of this year, <clears throat> you can ask Pastor Sharon, we both said, sometimes I've just said, God, this is a lot right now. I won't get you to raise your hand, but maybe there's a few other people in here, and you've been saying in some moments or in some ways, man, Lord, this is a lot. There is, this is a lot right now. And I hear God say back to me so quickly, yep, I told you, it's a year of faith. I'm like, yeah, but I didn't, I didn't mean all that. Right? I did that preached well. That sounded good. I'm excited about victory. I'm excited about, and God's like, yeah, but I told you it's your faith. Yeah, I know some of the, you know, things we're believing for, some of the things we're working on, and some things haven't come as easily as I wish they would have come. There's been some things that have been challenging, and yeah, but God says, well, I told you, I, I mean, I love it. The Lord's like, I told you, though. Right? He's like, I, I told you this was happening. Yeah, Lord, but it, it just, right? You know when God actually tells us, and then we go, right, yeah, you did tell me this. Come on, somebody say it's a year of faith. And so I want to encourage you as we hit the middle point of this year, let's center back in, let's focus this year. This year is a year of growing in faith. This is a year of believing God. This is a year of trusting God. This is a year of taking down some giants, taking on some mountains, seeing God lead us into some greater seasons and situations, a year to put on your shield of faith and go to battle. And so stop, like, I, I just heard for myself, for the Lord, but I'll say for you as well, let's stop complaining about God 
God leading us into battles and leading us into challenges, let's rise up in faith and keep pressing forward in 2023. Amen? You say, well, it's hard, Pastor. Yeah, it's a year of faith. Yeah, but there's some battles. Yeah, it's a year of faith. Yeah, but I'm facing some spiritual opposition. Well, God said I'm going to open up great doors of opportunity, but there's many adversaries. We like the doors of opportunity. We don't like the many adversaries. But this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. And as we believe God, we're going to overcome. Amen? Come on. This is a year of faith for you guys. And so if you're in a situation right now where you need to believe God, come on, let's do it. Come on, even if you, maybe you're listening, you're going, oh man, I've done a terrible job of being in faith this year. You still got a whole second half of the year, right? Maybe the first half was just kind of getting some things sorted out in your life, but it is time for us to go further in faith. Come on, somebody say it's a year of faith. Uh, we went as well over a word from, uh, from Mama Cindy Jacobs, and she said this. This was actually just something she said. She said, hello. She's always so nice and polite. I hope you're doing well. This is her email. We're in a changing of seasons right now. If you read our prophetic word for 2023, there's going to both be a bountiful year and a year of turmoil. Not only do we see this mix coming, but the Lord has spoken to us as prophets out of Psalm 23 that it's time for the table of the Lord. Many prophets brought this word forward that he's preparing a table before us in the presence of our enemies and that there is divine provision. I've been praying through this word personally. Hear this, guys. I've also had a vision from the Lord that Satan is coming to pressure you. I literally saw giant hands coming down, just grabbing hold of you and trying to squeeze your head. The Lord is saying, the enemy is coming in like a flood, but trust me that I'm going to raise up a standard. In other words, I see God just ripping those hands off from your head and the anxiety and the pressure and the stress coming off you because it is a stressful time. Along with that, the Lord says, I'm training you for battle. I'm training you how to walk in a new season. He says, like any time of military training, it's intense. Don't let the intensity of the season frighten you. I'm going to harden you even through these difficulties so that you can navigate a new time and in a new way. And I hear the Lord saying, even with the rising prices and inflation going up, I'm going to give you a rising of your faith. Trust me for increase. Come on, somebody say, trust me. You are not meant to decrease, but increase. I'm going to give you faith for the times and faith to overcome the challenge of the times. Now, guys, this is what God said to us in February. So I'm bringing it right back to us. God said, I'm giving you, I'm giving you. You don't have to do it by yourself. We don't have to do it in our own strength. He said, I'm giving you faith for the times. I'm giving you faith to overcome the challenges of the times. God, listen, if there's certain battles and challenges that are coming in your life, maybe it's just because the Lord trusts you enough to know that you're going to overcome and push through it. Right? Listen, if I've got to send somebody on a mission, I'm going to send my trusted soldier on a mission if it's important. Right? The soldier I can't trust, I'm not going to send them because I don't trust them. And some of you, you think, oh, what's going on? And God's just like, well, actually, I trusted you to be an intercessor in that situation. I trusted you to walk in love when nobody else would walk in love. I trusted you to overcome. I trust you. I'm giving you faith for the times and faith to overcome. And the Father says, so this is the picture. The enemy's pressuring you, but the hands of the Lord are bringing them off so that you can think more clearly. And then she says, well, just, just close with, again, Mama City. Well, that's a good word. I took it for myself. I've taken it. You take it too. God bless you. Yeah, I actually just want to pray that right now. Just bow your head. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just want to where there's so many people that feel those hands of pressure on them right now. I thank you for your promise that you are ripping off those hands of pressure. You are refreshing. And we just speak that's broken even off of people under the sound of my voice, off people online right now in Jesus' name. So here's what I want to do. This is the part that jumped out to me today. That's, that's where I got. So I wanted to bring that back to you. Take this. Run with this, guys. It's a year of faith. 
Let's keep pressing to faith. But the words that really leapt out to me, even from going back through this prophetic words, were simply these words, trust me. Somebody say, trust me. Come on, tell your neighbor, trust him. And I feel like God is saying to us today, he's reminding us this year of faith, because right at the foundation of faith is trust. It's trusting God. It's trusting God to follow through on what he said. It's trusting God to keep his promise. It's trusting God that he's got our best interest in mind. It's trusting God that even when we can't see where the journey is taking us and we can't see around the next bend of the road, God sees and God knows, and that's a big part of faith is trusting God. And I feel like the word of the Lord for so many of us, well, all of us, but I believe it's very specific for many of us in this place. As we come into the second half of 2023, God is simply saying this, trust me. Come on, somebody say, trust me. God is saying, trust me. What is trust? Well, trust is reliance on the integrity, strength, ability, or surety of a person or thing. Trust is confidence. It also said here, I like this definition in the dictionary.com. It said, trust is also the confident expectation of something, which we know is Bible hope. So it's interesting. There's an element of trust that is hope plus faith mixed together, and that brings us into a place of trust because there's an expectation. See, guys, trust is relying on God's integrity. How many know that we can rely on God's integrity? We talk a lot about ourselves having integrity, but today I want to remind you that the foundation, the standard of integrity is our God, and we can rely on his integrity. You can rely on his integrity today. You can trust him because he never changes. He never backs down. He always comes through with what's right, and he always comes through with what he says. He is, he is the definition of integrity, and in trusting God, we rely on his integrity. Trust is also relying on God's strength, and God God's ability. I want you to know today that whatever is going on, whatever you're facing, God has more than enough and God is more than enough to deal with that situation. He has more than enough strength. He has more than enough power and we can trust in his ability and in his strength. We can also trust on his surety. It means that he is a sure foundation. It means that he is a sure word. It means that it is sure. You can lean and you can trust on him. Come on, somebody say, trust me. It also means that we can have confidence in him today. right? And, and I just feel like it's almost like this picture of God saying, trust me. I flash back when I was preaching about this this morning. I remember my, uh, my parents have a, a trailer uh, up at a lake. And, and so they'll go up there through the summer and the kids will go up. And I remember a number of years ago, we're going up there. They have a diving rock. And it's kind of like this rock, uh, rocky outcrop that kind of goes in the water and it gets quite deep. And they've built a diving board. And so oftentimes what kids love doing is we'll go over to Diving Rock and you kind of jump off the diving board and do flips off the diving board and everything else. And so I remember, obviously kids are older now, but I remember when we were younger going over there and you, you take the kids and it's a pretty high drop. I mean, it's probably about six, seven, eight feet up. So it's, it's a pretty big drop. It's, it's pretty big, you know, it's, it's a big drop off. And I remember taking the kids. So what I do, especially when the kids are little, is I'd go and I'd jump in first. Now, you know, Uncle Joel goes and does all the flips and everything else. I'm not trying to injure myself, so I just kind of jump. I, I, I'm almost 45. I'm not that athletic anymore. I'm just going to kind of jump. I'm not trying to do all that, right? But I'll jump in. I'll get in the water, and especially when they're little, because I'd be there. I'd be like, okay, come jump. And you obviously, I'd say, trust me. Now, now both my kids, they would just go. And as I was reflecting, especially Shiloh, because she was young, but even when she was three or four, she was absolutely fearless. I'd get there, I'd almost have to watch out she didn't jump on top of me because she'd be coming so fast. 
And she just do it. I mean, she was just fierce. But she was there because it's like, trust me, I got you. Right? And, and I always remember, it was kind of funny, because I remember one day we're over there, and another family comes over, and a father comes over with a little boy. He's probably a little older than Shiloh. And so the little boy gets up there on the edge of the diving board. He's kind of there, and his dad's in the water. He's like, come on, jump. And the little kid's like, no, I don't want to go. And you can tell he's terrified. And I have some empathy, because when I was that age, I probably would have been the same way. And he's there, he's terrified, and he won't go, and he won't go. And so finally, he kind of steps back. Shiloh pushes by him. And she just goes running and jumping off the door. And I'm not going to lie. It probably wasn't very Christ of a trail. I'm like, yes, Shiloh. Right? I'm like, you know, as fathers, we get competitive. And I, and I could see that father. I could see that father going, oh. Right? Because his son just got, you know, this. And Shiloh just, just, she just went for it. Right? But see, there's this element of trust. And I'm not even saying that, you know, now she had the experience because I'm trying to remember probably the first time she went to go, she wasn't quite so eager. But, but she went. I caught her. She was good. Her trust levels went up. Right? And so for this little boy, I, I, I'm not trying to hit on him too much. I was just reflecting on my unchristlike uh, competitive response where I'm like, yes, Shiloh, go again. Show him again. Right? You know, and I have all that. But, but the element of well, he was in a place where he hadn't, he hadn't built that yet. Right? Here's the thing. Nobody trusts really well the first time. You're always a little nervous, maybe really nervous the first time. But every time you take the step, the trust builds. But I feel like God's saying to us today, trust me. Come on, somebody say, trust me. Let's look at a few verses about trust. Proverbs 3, 5 to 6 says this. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. I love this. See, first it says to me, trust is a choice. It's not a feeling. Right? There can be emotions and feelings tied to it, but trust is a choice. So even today, as God says to us, trust me, we make a choice. Yes, I trust you, Lord. Come on, somebody say, trust me. I love this as well because this part, it says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Have anyone besides me noticed that sometimes there's areas of your life it's easier to trust God, and then other areas of your life it's harder? And I think that happens for all of us. And there's many reasons why that can happen. Often it can be because of experiences or sometimes it's just the way we're wired. Like I always had a harder time trusting God with finances. I just was one of the things and I just always wanted to double check and kind of cover. Pastor Sharon, she had no problem trusting God for finances. She's like, we're good. God's good. Let's go. You know, she just, and so we make a good team in that way. But we learn to trust. But see, God wants us to trust him with all of our hearts. God wants you to trust him with all of your heart. But that's something you learn to do. You practice and you get better at it. And I love this part too. It says, and do not lean on your understanding. Because family, it's one thing to trust God when you understand. It's another thing to trust God when you don't understand yet. It's another thing to trust God where it's not making sense or the way you thought things were going to go, it didn't go that way. It didn't work out the way you thought. Come on, you know, anyone else besides me, make plans for God and say, okay, God, this is your plan for my life. This is the timeline it's going to happen. This by 25, this by 30, this by 35. Then we start saying, God, what's going on? You're offline with your plan that I made for my life. And sometimes God goes, well, that wasn't my plan. What do you mean that wasn't your plan, Lord? 
Right? It's, it's the understand. This is where the rubber really meets the road because all of us, it's one thing to trust when you understand, but it's another thing when there's some things you don't understand, but you still say, I trust you, God. Come on, somebody say, trust me. Some of you are in seasons right now with some things you don't understand. There's some things that aren't clear yet, but as Jesus said, this you do not understand now, but one day you will understand. There's an element, though, and there's something of a worship in our heart that says, even when I don't understand, I still choose to trust you. Even when I don't understand, you're still God. Even when I don't understand or it's not clear for me yet, I choose to trust you. Yo, it's interesting. I think one of the main reasons, this is my personal opinion, I mean, obviously we'll find out, Someday, because I can ask him. I think one of the main reasons that Peter betrayed Jesus and denied him three times was because he didn't understand what Jesus was doing. See, he thought, remember, he, he's the one who grabbed the sword. You know, he, he went to battle. And then Jesus rebuked him, healed the guy, because he cut his ear off. Like, he rebuked Peter, guys. He said, no, this is not the way. And then he allowed himself to be taken away. And I can imagine Peter's thinking this moment, what, what do you, what do you, what, what, what? So he still tries to follow Jesus, but his confidence and his trust is gone because he didn't understand anymore. He did understand in the end because Jesus was walking when he needed to, but we need to make a decision even when we don't understand something, we still trust. Come on, somebody say, trust me. A few more verses. I just want to read some verses over you about trust because I believe there's power in the word. Psalm 20, verse 7. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. We're all going to put our trust in something. What's your trust in today? Some of us, we all say most of us don't put our trust in chariots and horses, but some of us put our trust in bank accounts. Some of us put our trust in our job. Some of us put our trust in our education. Some of us put our trust in people that are around us. And I'm not saying we shouldn't have a level of trust in those things, but what it's talking about is my ultimate trust is not in my bank account. My ultimate trust is in the Lord. My ultimate trust is not in my education. My ultimate trust is in the Lord. My ultimate trust is not in people that are in my life, even though I do want to trust people in my life, but my ultimate trust is in the Lord. Because if my trust is in the Lord, you can take the money out of my bank account, but it doesn't shake me because my trust is in him. I can have some shifts in my life, but it doesn't shake me. Why? Because my ultimate trust is in the Lord. Somebody say, trust me. Psalm 28 verse 7 says this, the Lord is my strength and my shield. In him my heart trusts. And I am helped. My heart exults. And with my song, I give him strength. The Lord is our strength and our shield. I want to encourage you as you choose to trust in him. You might not feel very strong today, but the Lord is your strength. You might feel like there's a lot of stuff flying around right now. He is your shield. You know, it's interesting, even when we talk in the New Testament context of the shield of faith, faith is first and foremost a relationship with the living God. But he says, if you trust me, I become your shield. I am the one who shields you. That's why it talks about the Psalm 91, that you become like a, under, a, under his wings and under his feathers I find refuge. And the picture is of baby chicks where they're running. If there's danger that comes, the mother calls them in and she covers them with their wings and makes sure that they're protected and that they're taken care of. God says, I'm going to shield you. I'm going to cover you with my wings if you will just draw near to me, but you need to trust me. Come on, somebody say, trust me. God is there in that. Psalm 37, 3 to 5. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust him and he will act. Guys, trust in the Lord today. Trust the Lord. I love this. It's do good. 
Dwell in the land. Befriend faithfulness. See, part of trust sometimes is just saying, I'm staying right where God told me to be. I'm doing what God's told me to do. You're in a job and it's not going the way you want to. Some things are hard there, but you know God puts you there. Part of trust is saying, God, I trust you. You put me here. I'm not moving until you move me. And you start learning and staying and pushing around. You say, I choose to trust. Come on, somebody say, trust me. Psalm 29, 25, the fear of man lays a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is safe. Right? The enemy wants to get us wrapped up in fear. He wants to get you wrapped up in the fear of man. But God says, trust me because you will be safe. Psalm 56, 3 to 4. When I'm afraid, I put my trust in you. In God, whose word I praise, in God I trust, I shall not be afraid. What can flesh do to me? See, sometimes people get this impression because we're Christians, we're never supposed to be afraid. No, fear will come. You just have to choose whether you receive it or not. And you can receive it and sign for it and let it into your life, or you can choose to trust God. Fear will come, worry will come, disappointment will come, discouragement will come, uncertainty will come. All these things will come into our lives. What we have to make a choice is, I trust you, God. And one of the things I've learned is something powerful about even just saying and declaring things. There's power in your words today. And so one of the things, you know, this season where sometimes it's like, man, God, this is a lot. But I'll tell you what else I say, but Lord, I trust you. Right? I trust you. Things are going around in your mind. God, I trust you. Some of you just need to let loose with the power of your words, and every time something starts coming up, something is coming against you, something is distracting you, something is trying to make you fearful, you just need to declare out loud, this week, God, I trust you. Come on, somebody say, trust me. We choose to trust God. Psalm 112, a few more verses, then we're going to pray. He is not afraid of bad news. His heart is firm, trusting in the Lord. Yes, there's some of you in here, and there's this dread in your life, always worried something bad's going to happen, something bad's going to come. Listen, God says, no, no, trust me. You don't have to be afraid of bad news. And then even if bad news comes, you still trust God in the middle of it. Isaiah 26, 3 to 4. You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord God is an everlasting rock. Guys, there's peace today. There's perfect peace, but you walk in peace when you choose to trust. And I think most of the time we don't trust, we don't even realize it. It's more subconscious. We're just trying to battle in life. But God's saying to us today, he's saying, trust me. How about my finances, Lord? Trust me. How about God, my marriage? Trust me. God, my kids? Trust me. God, I want to get married. Trust me. God, what about this is my job? Trust me. God, what about my future? Trust me. God, the world's just getting crazy right now, and it just seems like all kinds of problems and things are going for Trust me. God's saying to us today, trust me. You don't see everything. I thank, thank God we don't see everything. Right? Like, I'm thankful. There's a lot of things God loves you, so he just doesn't show us. We don't need to know. We don't need to see but we need to make a decision to trust him. Come on, somebody say, trust me. Don't worry, he's just answering the altar call early. <laughs> Jeremiah 17, 7 to 8. And is Jerry back? Jerry, come back. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is in the Lord. Hear this. This is a word. Some of you just need to take this, and this is what you're meditating this week. This is what you're going over. Blessed is the man or woman who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is in the Lord. He or she is like a tree planted by water, that sends out its roots by the stream 
and does not fear when heat comes, for its leaves remain green. It's not anxious in the year drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. How do you be that tree planted by water? How do you stand when the heat comes? Right? How do you stand when, there, when there's drought, but your leaves stay green? And I love this because it says you're not going to be anxious in the year drought. Maybe in some ways right now, economically and socially, we're, we're in some years of drought. But God says, when you trust me, you're not anxious. You don't have to be anxious. You say, well, I feel anxious. Well, that's okay. Just grow in trust. Stop standing at the back of the diving board going, oh, I don't know, I don't know, and just dive into God. Dive into his promises. Dive into his word. Make a decision. I trust you, Lord. Come on, somebody say it again. Trust me. And then we'll go one last verse, and then we're going to pray. Like I said, I just wanted to kind of wash you with tons of the word today, the water of the word. John 14, verse 1, this is what Jesus said, new living. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. That's what he's saying. Don't let your hearts be troubled. There's some things that are going to come to trouble you. But make a decision. I trust you, Lord. I love the message paraphrase that says this. Don't let this throw you. You trust God, don't you? Trust me. The enemy's trying to throw you with some things right now. There's some things you try. I think Matthew was on it again today. He was talking about distractions and all the things and the focus. We need. God's word today said, don't let this throw you. Trust me. Come on, somebody say, I trust you, Lord. Come on, say it again. I trust you, Lord. Come on, if there's some people in this place with that spirit of faith in your heart that are saying no matter what the situation or the circumstances are like and the battles and the challenges and the things that are happening, but you're making a decision that you choose to trust God, I want you to declare it from the bottom of your heart today and say, I trust you, Lord. We trust you, Lord. So let's just go before the Lord right now. Father, we come before you in Jesus' name. And Lord, we thank you, God, for your word to us today. Your simple word that says, trust me. God, I thank you that it's a year of faith. God, I thank you that it's a year of growing and believing you, standing for you, trusting you. And so I thank you even as we are at the midpoint of this year, Father. And Lord, many of us here, I don't know the circumstances, the situation everyone's here facing, but I know that a whole bunch of us in this room need to declare in a fresh way, I trust you, God. And so I thank you, God, just for this simple word. But with the word comes the power. With the word comes the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. And I thank you for a spirit of faith that says, I trust you, God. Come on, if there's some things that you have in your life that you want to just declare today and you want to declare as we come into this second half of the year that I'm trusting God, I want you just to raise your hand. If you saying, God, I trust you. I trust you. Just hands across. Place. Actually, what I want you to do is just want you to stand to your feet for a moment. If there's some things that you're just like specifically saying, God, I trust you. You know, some things Pastor Sharon and I right now are, are working through and figuring out, and we are saying, we're just saying, we trust you, God. We trust you. And Lord, we thank you, God. Whatever the situation is, God, we choose to trust you. God, in the face of fear, we choose to trust you. In the face of discouragement or difficulty, we choose to trust you. And so we thank you for this, Lord. And I just pray over every person right now. I thank you for grace to trust. I thank you for grace to trust you, Lord, in Jesus' name. We choose to trust you, God. We thank you for this. And I just wanted, just wanted to seal this with just a, a song of worship. And then we're going to close things down. But if you guys just want to lead us for a moment. And here's what I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to just worship. To just take a moment. We're going to dismiss in a second. 
we're going to get out of here, but we just want to worship for a moment and seal this because worship is one of the most amazing places of trust. It's where we set everything else aside and we choose to trust Him. So let's take a moment and we're just going to worship for a moment and then we'll be back.